Welcome to My College Corner, sponsored by Invite Education. I'm your host, John Hupalo. You know, every once in a while, you come across someone who just completely wows you. You say, you know what? There's a star. I can't tell you how many thousands of high school and college students I've met over the years, but I can name that very small handful who have just completely blown me away. And I'm fortunate, frankly, to have one of them here today in My College Corner. Her story is unbelievable. It's one of courage and maturity that turned the decision not to do a simple college tour into an unexpected gap year. Oh, frankly, that was all pretty fortunate for my college corner because that's exactly the time that we put out a call for an intern. And Haley O'Keefe McDonald answered the call. And today she's our intern and guest on my college corner. Welcome, Haley. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Well, Haley, um, you know how much we love you and respect the work that you're doing here to help other kids and, and families and students make better college choices, frankly, to avoid some of the trials and tribulations that you went through over the course of the last year or so. And I, I can't thank you enough for being so open to come and talk about what had to be a pretty stressful time in your life. Of well, the question, of course, is like, what happened? Like, just set this up for us. You, you, you. I imagine you like looked for the school, right? Yes. So, like, so your traditional college search. How did that go in the beginning? You had a few schools, and you narrowed this down. I kind of put all my eggs in one basket. I made the mistake of doing that, and I decided to go early decision to my top school. When I got my decision back, I was denied, and that set me into a state of panic. Ah. Yeah. So when that happened, I applied to a ton of safety schools and a ton of schools around the same area that my top school had been in. So I was looking for similar schools, and that's how I narrowed my search down. When I was denied from my first school, I decided that I was going to look at other schools similar to that one. So I started looking around, and I eventually found a school that I thought would be a right fit for me. I did my research on the school. I looked into the different programs that they had. I was pretty good match for the school. I fit their GPA and their standardized test scores. So I applied to the school. I got into the school. And when I originally got denied from my top school, I decided that I was going to go to the school. But I was accepted at a difficult time in my senior year. I was going to be traveling to Anaheim, California to compete at my international career development conference. And I was also in between taking AP exams. Oh, so you had so, a lot of, like a lot of stuff was going on. There was a lot on. of stuff going on. And yeah. I didn't necessarily have the time to go down and visit my school. So when I didn't have the time to go down to North Carolina, we decided that I was going to go to orientation and then that was going to be my college visit. That was going to solidify my choice. And that would be my first time on campus. Great. So you, uh, you kind of picked out the school, all the stuff was going on. The senior year is just crazy for everybody. But you got into the school, you figured this will be a great school. Do you know people who were at the school? Yes, I did. I contacted my friends who had, who had gone to my high school and who attended the college. And so that was a really great way for me to familiarize myself with the type of students who were going to that school that I chose. And for me, I really get an idea of who I was going to be associating myself with once I got onto campus. That's great. So based on sort of everything, short of visiting the school, it seemed like it all lined up. And when you were packing your bags, you were thinking, okay, I'm going to go off to college and have a great time. I was absolutely thrilled. I thought that I found the right school for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a very common way to, to think about it. And then what happened? The ride down there really changed everything. <laughs> from So you, from, you got in your car, you packed it up. Who was with you? My father and I left Georgetown, Massachusetts. It was 914 miles to our school <laughs> in North Carolina. 
And once we hit Virginia, I realized that the roads started to get really bare and everything was really sparse and it was really different from what I was used to. I attended a small school in Georgetown, Massachusetts. We only had a population of 7,000 people and I thought that that was small. Then I got down to North Carolina and I realized what small really is. Yeah. So the location was definitely a culture shock. I was very far from the closest city. Growing up 40 minutes out of Boston, I'm very close to the city and I'm used to being able to go in to see all the skyscrapers and all the popular Fortune 500 companies that we have around here. In high school, I was able to actually visit some of those Fortune 500 companies. So being so far away from that was definitely a shock because as I want to go into business and so it started, it, you're in the car and driving south and looking at the beautiful scenery saying, this is nice, but maybe not where I no, picture myself. What I imagine for myself at the hall. I yeah. want to be able to be in the city and really network with the people who are going to be able to get me where I want to be. So you, you get to campus and then what happens? You start unloading your stuff, I take it? Yes. So we first unloaded my stuff and we walked around the campus. Everything was absolutely beautiful. And... It was exactly like the pictures had shown me, but it was really that distance. And once I started talking to the students on campus, I realized that a lot of their internship opportunities were with small companies around rural North Carolina. Yep. Not like PwC or any large companies that you hear. Yeah, it just wasn't what you were thinking, you know, and it all it sounds like yeah. you had that thing. Of, OK, you know, now it's going to become very real. And, and you're not the only one who's done this. We, we had a very similar situation with my daughter. We took her to a school and uh, like she was uh, it wasn't a college. It was a secondary school. And she got in the car and she was jumping around. And by the time we got to the campus, she like literally uh, like went to the restroom and threw up because she just was under such stress that she just couldn't imagine like actually living at that particular place. So she she was there for a short time, but you maybe didn't have that extreme of a reaction, but you started, you just like started to think this is not going to be for me, right? Exactly. The distance. And then there's also an extra cost associated with traveling that distance. The cost of travel, it was also a little bit more expensive than some of the schools I had gotten into up north. Mm -hmm. So I had chose to take on that financial burden of, I think it was an extra $5,000 per year that I was going to be spending to go to North Carolina on my tuition without the traveling costs. Yeah. So there, there was just a lot to it. So so when when you must remember, like you said, okay, I'm not doing this. Like so, well, where where were you? Like when that that light bulb went off in your head? It was certainly something that was in the back of my head from the moment that I stepped on campus on that drive, realizing how far away we were from everything. It was something that was in the back of my head, and I realized that I needed to confront my dad about it. We had just taken out a loan, and he had co-signed for it. I was getting cold feet and I knew that was the time that I needed to approach my dad about it. I told him that I didn't think that was the right decision for me to be there, that I didn't want to take out the loan that, and have to pay back the interest and everything, yeah. that I didn't want to take on that financial responsibility right now because I didn't think that I planned correctly for it. Wow. You know, um, I tell you all the time how impressed I am by your maturity level to, to be, you know, probably around your 19th birthday and like have all this stuff coming down on you and say, OK, you know, I, I made a big uh, decision to come here and now I'm here and I I'm going to pull the ripcord um, and get out. Um, so what was your father's reaction? What, what did he say? My father, he kind of looked at me for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, bet I don't he did. think he knew what to say, but he took it very well. 
he went over the loan that we had taken out with me. He made sure that I understood what we were, the financial burden that I was taking on. Right. He made sure that I understood what I was going to be doing, taking back that loan, how mm. that was going to affect me and the steps that we were going to need to take if I wanted to take a second shot at college, if I wanted to treat this year like my senior year in high school. Yeah, you might have the world record for like the last time you could possibly decide to take a gap year. Yeah. <laughs> kind of about what happened, right? Very last minute, but it felt right. And so we knew that we needed to take this necessary steps in order to get me where I wanted to be. Because so, I think not too many people realize that um, you, you you get your you get your student loan, that all gets um, that all gets processed. But the school and the, the loan company actually don't like cement the deal until basically when classes start. You had exactly. some cancellation period there. So essentially, because I had taken out a private loan, my private loan was sent to another company or like a holding company. And then that was going to be sent to my school. Right. So it was in that little intermittent period where it was in a third party hands. Mm -hmm. So we were able to cancel it while before because it got to my school. Wow, that's great. So um, you're sitting there and you're basically, you know, sitting around having a drive, and then you're having some meals and then you say, oh, I'm out of here. So you're able to take care of the loan, which is just brilliant. Uh, I think way too many people are afraid to make that decision. That's why I give you so much credit to be able to like, do that. That's really, really hard to do. It's like, okay, I've, I've, I'm at the school of my dreams, all this emotional stuff's going on. My father's just, you know, took two days or whatever to come down here and he's driving and like, what are we doing? And and then you say, you know what, I can't do this. And you pull the, the ripcord to get out like at the exact right moment. So, you know, really outside of the emotional part of it, you didn't hamstring yourself down the line for a loan debt or any of that sort of thing. Um, and in fact, uh, based on what I know, you you came back to Massachusetts, and uh, what did what did you do then? You put together a little game plan. I mean, how did this how did this work? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I actually came back on a plane while my father drove back up to Massachusetts. <laughs> that gave me a little bit of time to figure out a plan, and so that way we could have a little bit of cool off time. Um, oh yeah, I enrolled in a couple of night classes. I was just taking continuing education courses. I wanted mm -hmm. to stay in that student mentality. And so that was a great way for me to stick with the student mentality. But I also decided that I was going to look for an internship. Mm -hmm. And that's where I found you guys. And I was also able to help out with a high school business program at my old high school, uh, which is DECA. We were able to be a chaperone and pretty much help them with everything that they needed, whether it was writing business plans or making presentation boards, fundraising, whatever they needed. So that's really interesting because what you, in effect, what you're telling me is you like took a, like a fifth year um, almost to say, okay, I'm not going to just give up on, I'm going to, I'm not going to rest on my laurels and say to the schools, Oh, I'm going to reapply based on what I did in high school. So, okay. I have this extra year. Here are some other things that I've done. I've got, I've taken some classes. I've got a job. I've been able to um, help, you know, people in the community. So then when, when folks think about a college application, there are lots of parts of it. There's the academics, then there's the extracurriculars, and there's leadership and the, all that. So you just basically continue to build on your, um, your resume, basically, for college. Exactly. I really looked at my strengths and my weaknesses. I realized that one of my weaknesses in my college application was my standardized test score. My GPA had always been pretty good, but my standardized test score wasn't meeting that same expectation that my GPA held. So I decided to take some time 
while I was in this gap year and to really focus on my SAT, ACT scores because my ACT scores are the scores that are going to be able to get me more merit scholarships because there's nothing that I can do to change my GPA right now. So I might as well take this time that I had out of high school, removing myself from all those AP, credit, AP classes I was taking and all of those extra stress of high school and really focus on my ACT and really get those scores up, which ended up getting me some more merit scholarships in the end. Well, and uh, you and I did a little piece. Uh, it's up on our YouTube channel about how you, what you did to increase your ACT scores. And I, I think it's useful for folks who are listening to this to know that you know that game doesn't have to be over uh, if you're going to go back around. What did what did you do to uh, improve your ACT score? I had a couple of friends who were also taking a gap year. We all realized that this was an opportunity for us to improve our scores because there are there is merit scholarships. As, associated with your score. So we sat down and we put our nose to the books and we studied for, I'd say, four to five hours a day. Wow. Just So you can learn the ACT, huh? <laughs> exams, and eventually you get down the timing, you get down the skill sets, and you can just get in the habit of... So you, you were able, you basically, part of your job was to improve your ACT score. And I take it you were successful in doing that? Yes. Well, that's great. Were all of you, did all of your friends improve? We all did improve. So what was the range of improvement? Like from what number of points? I, I definitely had the biggest improvement. I mm -hmm. went from a 25 to a 30 in one wow. of my sections, which was a huge jump. That's a jump. huge, yeah, a huge jump. And as ACT is broken into four sections, it's the combination. So if you have a weakness, my weakness was personally science. Mm -hmm. So I took the majority of my time to focus on the science section, and I was able to get that from a 25 to a 30, which... wow. Helped my score overall. So do you think it also um, helped you get more scholarship money? Yes, I definitely think so. When I decided to come back from North Carolina, I was reviewing the schools I had previously applied to up north. I was looking at the financial aid packages I had received, and I decided to go and reapply to one of the schools that had given me the most financial aid money last year. When I reapplied to that school, I submitted my new ACT scores and my financial aid package came back significantly larger than it did last year when I had that lower score. Wow. Um, what a great success story. Um, talk about like taking lemons and making lemonade. Um, you know, you did a really nice job during the course of that time from that initial decision to say, oh, what am I going to do um, to today when you're now just a few months away from actually beginning uh, what will be your sort of second start on a college campus, but in a full-time uh, capacity. That, that's really impressive. You have to be very proud of what you've been able to accomplish. It's been amazing. It's been a great year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and so like in September last year, you probably weren't thinking, boy, this is going to be a great year in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's really been a roller coaster, but I think even if you have a last minute plan, you can still make the best out of it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. You can't control what happens to you. You know, maybe in this case you could have controlled if you'd gone to, on a visit, but you know, maybe not. That that, yeah. that and, and likewise, you know, there are plenty of folks who are in rural places. They come to a city like Boston and say, uh, "How can you live here? Yeah. You know, I I, I don't want to be here." And um, I I know that happens in my alma mater, Boston University, all the time. That you know, people come from different parts of the country. And just being in the city is that they've never seen so, so much cement, you know, just it, they just can't see themselves in that environment. So I think one of the, the takeaways and I'd like you, uh, Haley, to tell us about what you think the takeaways are. But one of them for me is just this idea that it sounds really sort of trite. But right at the beginning of the college search, 
just that understanding of an urban school versus a rural school, a small school versus a large school. I know friends of mine who literally told me they went on a college visit with their son or daughter and they were in the parking lot and their son said, I, I don't like it here. They were in the parking lot. They hadn't gotten out of the car, but there was just something about it. And it, and that you have to trust your instincts on that. So I'd imagine you think that it sounds really simple and folks, I think sometimes overlook that as like, well, I know what I want. Well, you know, maybe you don't. I can't agree more. I thought that I did my due diligence. I thought that I looked at all the schools around here. I knew the difference between a city school and a rural school in Massachusetts, but that was incredibly different from what I found once I got to North Carolina. So yeah, that that that's that that's exactly right. Well, what what are some of your other takeaways? What 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 if uh, there's a stu- there there's a student out there right now who's signing up and saying I want to go to this school, and when they get to that school, they're not going to like it. <laughs> you, it's a guarantee. Well, what what do you, what's your advice for students who are in that position? They 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 they're they're there and they know they have to do something. What what are your takeaways from this? I definitely say don't be afraid to say anything. Speak up if you don't feel comfortable. A lot of people will say, oh, give it a semester and then you can transfer. That's not always the best plan because a lot of times credits don't transfer to other schools. Sometimes it's best to just take a deep breath and to take a step back and to create a better plan for you. Because if you go to the school and you automatically know that you don't like it, there are other things that you can do to propel yourself and get yourself to where you want to be. Right. I, asked you, I was going to ask you about that because as a parent, um, I, I sometimes think that I have that that terrible reaction of, look, it's always tough in the beginning, you know, just get at it and you'll get in the, you know, maybe you're going to be a little homesick, but that's okay. But I think your experience and, you know, what I've seen with others and when I saw with my daughters as well is that sometimes at this point, an 18, 19, 20 year old person, you kind of know what you want. Right. And it's up to the parents then to step back and say, OK, I've got to trust my and I, and I got to tell you, I, I give your, your parents a lot of credit for saying, OK, we didn't they didn't try. It didn't sound maybe they didn't have a great reaction, but they didn't try to talk you out of it. And, or maybe they did, oh. but you it wasn't going to happen that way. Right. No, they were. Really ready to just listen to me and what I had to say. They knew that was going to be a financial responsibility that I was taking on as well as they were. So we wanted to be a team decision and I wanted to be happy where I was going. I wanted to be able to feel like I could succeed. Yeah, that, that's that's tremendous. Do you have any other takeaways uh, for, for students? I definitely say not to focus on necessarily the numbers, to find a school that's going to be good for you. I was really focused on the GPAs and the how acceptance rates and if it was a good school rather than focusing on if it was a good school for me. And I think that I was looking for that good school in North Carolina that was similar to my top school that I originally got denied for mm. from. And when I did that, I wasn't really taking into consideration that I could find a school that may have been easier to get into, but mm. would have been a better fit for me. And then I could also get more scholarship money by shooting a little bit below the bar. Yeah. And and you know what? Um, in an, an appropriate place. So we, we talk about it on My College Corner and we have YouTube videos up there and we blog about it all the time. But this idea that there are really three parts of the fit, right? There's the social, emotional fit. Do you feel like you're going to be one of the people on campus that can contribute? And then there's the second is the academic fit. So you thought you had that covered by you check the numbers. Okay, you know, good. I line up here. Maybe I'm actually a little better. So that's good. You're attractive. They'll give you some merit money, which you prove to be the case. And the third part of it is about affordability. 
Um, so when all three of those line up real well, then, you know, it can be a really good fit. And then if that's the case, then it's a matter of, okay, maybe I'm a little homesick or I don't like to be, but, you know, philosophically, generally you're, you're in a place where it's, okay, I can make this work. And that those components of the fit are, are really, really important. And I think your experience, you know, proves that out. Uh, just as a, we're sort of wrapping up here, is there anything else um, that, that you would have done over again? Did this turn out to be like a really good experience for you? This turned out to be an amazing experience for me. I was able to really get a lot of marketing experience under my belt through my college corner, which allowed me to kind of select what area of business I want to go into. Going into college, I knew that I wanted to major in business, but I was really able to delve into the segment a little bit more. And so I was really able to get sense of what I want to do once I get into college, which I think was great. I was also able to take a couple of general education classes, which actually helped towards my semester, my credits next year. So that will be good because I'll get a little bit more classes under. Yeah, that, that, that is, that is really great. So um, as I said at the beginning, I think it's a, just a remarkable story of like courage and, you know, maybe not a great decision followed by some really great decisions um, and an opportunity to look at it and say, okay, you know, I have a, a chance here to, in a year from now, to be in a much better position than I am today. But you not only made the plan, you executed it. So you, you found a job, you took the courses, you mentored high school students, you found your way into a school that's going to be really terrific for you. And it's going to be cheaper. So it is. Uh, that's like a, a really great win, 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 win um, all the way around. So um, thanks so much for, for sharing your story. And as I said at the beginning, I, I really do mean it. It's not easy to, to talk about like that kind of difficult personal story, but there is an awful lot to be learned from that. And I'm sure that you've helped other students think a lot better, a lot more clearly about what options they have um, when they're going to college. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And well, I'm happy that I can be helpful. Yeah, and I have to tell you, um, your uh, trials and tribulations were just a great win for my college corner because when you answered that ad, uh, <laughs> folks in the office said, boy, we found the exact right person to work with us. And, and our instinct was 100% right. And we're so happy to have you uh, on the My College Corner team, Haley. So thanks again. Thank you so much. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us. I, I hope you're taken uh, by Haley's uh, comments and, and think really hard. And, and for parents, and again, the, the message that I got out of all of this is it's really important to support your student. You've gone through all this time and trouble to sort of get them to the point where they are. Uh, maybe they're in a little bit of a jam, but most times uh, our support is the most important thing. The other things that Haley said, I, which I think, frankly, is brilliant, is one, understanding the financial responsibility of making it, not making a decision, getting out of that student loan saved her tens of thousands of dollars over the course of her career. Uh, she also then turned around and worked really hard, redid her tests. So, you know, the, the comment there is that studying can improve your test scores. And if you can really get focused on it, you might improve your test scores enough to increase your, your aid that you're going to receive. So uh, there are all kinds of great takeaways there uh, in that story. And I hope you'll share that with others. For now, I just want to thank you for joining us. Please send your comments, your ideas, complaints, anything else you want to share with me at uh, podcast at inviteeducation.com. And remember, saving a dollar today is better than borrowing one tomorrow. <laughs>